Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. You know, there's a few things going on this week. One is the fact that the city of Chicago is up for grabs with the election for mayor and alderman. And the future is being established. And a bad leader selected now will make it worse to turn things around. Also, the Super Bowl is going on, and everyone's going to be cramming their faces with fatty, greasy foods, chips, and cramming their arteries with all these fatty foods and tasty delights. And the third thing is that I'm still stuck in the hospital. I'm at Shirley Ryan. These people are great. They saved my life. I had a quadruple bypass, open heart surgery, a stroke, and they saved me. But here's the thing. You don't sit around watching watching bad sci-fi on cable. You're up and at them, and I'm up and at them with all these Valkyries and one Valkyrie guy uh, who I'll tell you about someday, and, and they're working my ass off. So we break up into groups. And one group I'm in, it's me and four other guys who are my age. They're African-American black guys. And they're all, we're all grumbling that we're not going to be able to eat barbecue anymore and that our wives are going to tell us what to do and that our lives are over because no more barbecue. And then I got to thinking, you know, if they had help like I did, they wouldn't have ended up in this place. And so many people wouldn't have ended up. And so many people died, particularly black men who are ignored or let's say they're not given the same health care advantage. They drift into hypertension, into stroke, into bad heart issues. And I wanted to pay it forward because there are a lot of guys out there who are like me. We keep our mouths shut. We want to do our barbecue and then we die. And there's more to life than that for them and their families. So I heard about this thing that Mike Singletary is doing. You know Mike Singletary, the great Chicago Bears linebacker, Hall of Famer? And he's got this health idea, target men who are at risk, to give them information, to warn them, to wake them up. And that's why we have Mike Singletary on with us now, because it's all about paying forward for me now. We're paying forward. I got the gift of life. Not going to tell you what to eat. Not going to tell you what's, what not to eat. But I will tell you, pay attention to your heart. Pay attention to your blood pressure. Pay attention to those silent killers. And that's why we, we have Mike Singletary on with us today on the Chicago Way. With Jeff Carlin from WGN Radio and me, John Kiss. So this is a guy who lives high on the hog and he has this Tammany Hall style attitude to power. And um, it is, it's the Chicago way. Absolutely. Look, the, the, the Chicago way is a deep cultural phenomenon. It's the Chicago way. The Chicago way. That's the focus. In a tower by the river, there lived a man. There was a man who took a stand with pen and paper in his hand, defeating foes in every ward with a pen more mighty than the sword. 
escape from his ink lasso in a tower by the river castle. Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. Welcome to a very special edition of the Chicago Way with John Cass and myself, Jeff Carlin. We are honored this week to be talking with Super Bowl champ, Hall of Famer, and all-around good guy, Mike Singletary. Uh, thanks for joining us. Very happy to be here. Thank you very much. And Mike, it's it's a kind of a unique situation. There's a crossroads here between you and John. Uh, it's not tackling 300-pounders. It's heart health. John, many people know, is, has just dealt with a serious heart surgery and recovering from that at Shirley Ryan Ability Lab. And you are out there trying to spread the word about this technology that might be able to save someone's life or at the very least prolong their life and get them uh, in a healthy mindset. Can you tell us a little about what you're doing right now? Well, they're, um, you know, when you talk about um, the, the silent killers uh, in our country, you know, cardiovascular is still the number one killer in our country. Some of the other diseases um, have um, kind of caught up and, and been able to kind of um, be on a, a better standing. But cardiovascular is uh, the number one because there's so many people that they <laughs> They don't understand that, you know, even though they feel okay, they're not okay. And um, so many people won't go see the doctors. But this company, uh, Pulse for Pulse, that I partnered with, uh, the company out of uh, Boston and the Boston area. And it's um, really fantastic uh, what they're able to do um, with this technology. It is a non-invasive test, uh, non-invasive test that takes about 15 or 20 minutes. Um, They put uh, cuffs on your wrist, on your ankles. You sit down, you stand up. And after 15 or 20 minutes, the 60,000 miles of veins and arteries that are in our lower extremities, they're able to to look at those and be able to tell you this is where you're going to go. This is you're going to have cancer. You're going to have heart problems. You're going to have uh, diabetes. Um, they're not telling you where you are. They're telling you where you're mm-hmm. going to go. So it's a preventative thing that uh, that's why this test is so valuable. And uh, you know we're trying to get this in every hospital and clinic that we can. In the group that I w- I'm at, I'm at Shirley Ryan, which is one of the preeminent rehabilitation uh, hospitals in the country. I was found to have 90% blockage, uh, 100% blockage. I had a quadruple bypass. I had a stroke, open heart surgery. And then here at Shirley Ryan, we broke up into groups. And I'm in, in a group with me and Four other guys, four black guys about my age, you know, were late 50s, mid 60s. And the questions were, you know, pro forma, like, how did you learn about your health issues and all that? And we just started snickering and, went, and we said, you know, we're not, I guess we're not eating barbecue for the rest of our lives. And all the thing, all that we, 
all that we wanted as you know, men as guys is to be left alone by our wives for a few moments, minutes, like on a Sunday, so we could barbecue and have some calm, you know, peace of mind and cook some barbecue for the family. And all that's gone because, well, we had to. We had to stop. And if you can do that, Mike, if you can save just one life, it's worth it. One father, one one daughter that doesn't have to cry for her daddy. Uh, uh, it's amazing what you're doing here. Amazing. Well, I I appreciate that. I'm very excited. I'm I'm very uh, thankful that um, you know uh, Doctor Phil, who is the, the the gentleman, he lost his father um, to uh, heart disease, and and that's why he kind of. Uh, begin working on this this particular test and and it is saving lives all over the country um so we're we're very excited to be associated with uh pulse for pulse and um you know we're we're just uh it's been around for six years and and we're just kind of coming into to play here and and um hopefully we can become a household name before long yeah, that would be an amazing thing. And it's one of the th- focuses, too, is to kind of reach populations that either don't have access or, the, you know, the education about needing testing and staying on top of your health isn't there. Speak to that a little bit. I mean, what what is that? What what are the numbers there? Or what is the, the situation there where people aren't, aren't having access to things like this? Well, when, when you begin to to look at the uh, lower socioeconomic areas of our country, you know, the distrust that, that are in the hospitals and the uh, doctors or what have you, um, people of color, um, you know, when you begin to take a look at history, uh, you can begin to see why they have drawbacks and, and why they don't mm-hmm. trust the doctors or whatever because of certain things that have happened in history um, and to, to, to people of color. So uh, when you have a test like this that can uh, alleviate uh, some of those uh, trust issues, um, you know, you can have these in clinics. You can have the test in uh, churches. You, um, you know, we're beginning to talk to uh, pastors in churches that have large churches that, um, you know, you can have clinics on campus. And, and those are some of the things, you know, we have to be creative and, and go where the people are and begin to help them understand that uh, maybe you, you didn't trust this or that, but you can trust us and you can trust pulse for pulse and uh, let's, let's take care of yourself because, you know, the greatest gift that we can give our kids, you know, as parents, the greatest gift that we can give our kids, you know, we can give them money, we can give them, you know, all types of things. Sure. But we, when we give our kids the gift of our help, when they don't have to worry about us, they don't have to take care of us. You know, now, yes. now we're doing something that's really, really valuable. We're giving them knowledge that they can use as a shield and as a sword to go into the future. And one of the pieces of knowledge is to know about their blood pressure, hypertension, uh, their heart rhythms, so that they don't—they're not in a hospital like me with my son Pete and Spiro, 
uh, freaking out and worrying about daddy. How, how do we handle, what do we do next? How do we protect mom? What do we got to do? I don't want other people to go through that if they don't have to. And that's why I'm really glad to have you on to talk about this partnership you're doing. Why is it? You have to explain, I think, a little bit, Mike, because the people that don't know, when you say that historically black Americans did not want to go to the doctor because of what happened in history, can you elaborate and tell us what history? Because some people don't know about experiments that were done uh, that were terrible, almost like Mengele-style experiments that destroyed people's lives. There was a test done at um, one of the uh, college's uh, project, and uh, syphilis uh, was was the the issue um, going around in, in our in our country, and this college institution um, brought in many of the black males to give them a shot and supposedly uh, help them kind of a vaccine that Mm -hmm. would help them, um, you know, stay away from or alleviate uh, any issues with syphilis or what have you. And what it did, it really ended up killing a a lot of these uh, African-American men. And it was not designed to, to help them. It was designed to hurt them. So, um, yes, the Tuskegee Institute, uh, notoriously known for this unfortunate incident. Yeah. When you look at that, I think that was in the 40s, the 50s or something like that. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. In the 30s. Yeah. But very, uh, very sad, sad thing to, to happen in our country. When you begin to think about, you know, freedom and liberty and all of those things and you and you you think something like that happened, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. So <laughs> this is yeah. my country. So um, you know, there were a lot of people um, on the political realm. There were a lot of people that had to sign off on it for that to happen. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's cumulative. I mean, like you said, it, it garnered this distrust uh, historically, and it's grown to a point where, you know, we, we see these these numbers that, you know, people of color in this country face as far as the discrepancies between health. I mean, the numbers are astounding that diabetes, heart disease, cancers, you know, are just through the roof in, in social and economically deprived communities. And when things can be simply corrected or at least altered, given a, an alternate path through just the education. And, and have you found people very receptive of this? I mean, I, I know you're, you're trying to tap into to groups like churches or, or community leaders who have a level of trust. And of course, you yourself, I mean, Mike Singletary comes around and says, hey, I got this thing you should really think about. I think most people are going to straighten up and listen. Now, even you know, probably don't have to stare them down. You just have to politely tell them that. But are people quite receptive of this? You know, yes, they are accept, uh, uh, very receptive. I, I think, you know, for me, it 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 really hits uh, very close to home. You know, I'm the last of ten kids, and um, wow. you know, right now I have two sisters left. You know, my mom and dad are gone. My sister mm-hmm. and brother are gone. I got two sisters left. Um, oh, man. And 
most of those, I would say 90% of those deaths uh, were premature because of diabetes, because of hypertension, because, of, you know, people would do a better job taking care of themselves if they knew better. Yeah. And right. education is, is a huge, huge uh, void. Uh, when when you begin to talk about health and the habits that we develop, um, if we don't get on path and somebody says, hey, wait a minute, if, if you continue to live like this, if you continue to eat white bread and eat white sugar and eat, you know, and, mm-hmm. and not knowing what amount should I be eating? How much of this should I be eating? I remember I had a wake up call. Um, mm-hmm. Right when I uh, turned 40, maybe 42, 43, um, I I prided myself on taking care of myself. And um, I went to the doctor and and I'm sitting there and, you know, they did the physical. I'm going back in and I'm listening. And he says, "Um, Mike, did you have um, you have diabetes in your family? You have. Uh, hypertension, you have blood, high blood pressure, those things in your family? Yes, sir, I do. He said, well, you know what? Probably if you continue eating the way you eat and, and living the way you live, you, you'll get those. And I said, wait a minute. What? He said, no. <laughs> you, you know, b- b- because they're, they're in your DNA and you, you, don't, you have to do even better than what you're doing right now in order to avoid those things. So wait a minute, are you you kidding? What do I need to do? And I tell you what, that day I became a student of -hmm. of my body. I went and got books because I saw, you know, my my siblings. I saw my uncles and aunts, uh, and I I didn't want that. So, you know, I want to make sure that I do everything that I can to make sure that on my end, that I'm as healthy as I can be. Um, you know, that's the gift that I want to give my family. And uh, to me, that, that was the path that, that I began to go down. And, and I would have never done that had I not been told by those doctors, this is where you're going. Yeah, but so many of us learn about our health. I learned about I had bad health and I was like, okay, I'm still eating a Polish sausage. I'm still... <laughs> smoking that cigarette. I'm still, I got, I got work to do. I don't have time to, your, you know, your, do your bullshit. I've got work to do. I got a politician to chase. I got an indictment to pursue. And all that is nothing when your wife is looking at you and you're down at you and you're in the hospital bed. I'm just telling you. And that's why I've determined to use this platform to help people out. And, and what, the thing that gets me is that there's so many men like me where we want to work. Let me work. Let me do my barbecue and shut up and leave me alone. And it doesn't work like that, does it, Mike? It, it, it really doesn't. I, you know, I remember my my dad. You know, my, my dad was, um, I mean, he was a grown man. He was like 300 pounds. And, you know, he's about 6'4 and just looked like... Um, uh, a Greek God. He really did. And we, we did construction work. And for a long time, you know, I looked at my dad and the way he ate, he had a horrible 
uh, eating habits or what have you and, and the time that he ate and what he ate and, and it all catches up to you, you know, maybe about, you know, 50, um, you know, things start to slow down a bit. Your body starts changing and the metabolism slows down and, and you're still doing the same thing. And and the body is trying to tell you, Hey, I'm, I'm I'm not (laughs) the same here. You know, we're, we're declining and we're going the wrong direction here. We have those plates at home, like the plates that you ate off of when you played ball, but you're, you're not playing ball. So get to the smaller plates. <laughs> Absolutely. Now I got to ask you, because this is uh, Super Bowl week, are you uh, going to be watching the Super Bowl? Absolutely. What team do you like? Well, you know, I, I look at it this way. I always got to go with who plays the best defense. <laughs> yeah. And Philadelphia. Um, right. But also, I also believe that on the other side, uh, Kansas City's defense um, seem like they're they're taking a step. Uh, seems like they're stepping up. A lot of young players are stepping up and playing better. And uh, if Mahomes, uh, if if his ankle can hold up, simply I, I used to say, you know, defenses win championships. But because of the rule changes, uh, yeah. right? A great quarterback who <laughs> wins championships. Sure play a little defense because you can't hit him. So um, I I just think that, you know, um, I think both quarterbacks have their strong points um, and it will, it's going to come down to um, who makes the the fewest mistakes and who can run the football. Uh, That's what I believe the game will come down to. So you think it'll be Philadelphia then? (laughs) Well, it's it's going to be interesting. I I will say this: I'm never going to count Mahomes out. Sure, I'm never going right. to count him out because uh, to me, he is um, to have the rule changes that quarterbacks have today and have Mahomes as your quarterback. Um, wow, um, you know you don't have a whole lot of fear. Right. So. Um, if, if he can dance around back there and move around and allow Kelsey and those other guys to get open, uh, it can be it can be a tough day. Yeah, that with a, a guy like him, right? Any, anything's possible. Uh, Mike, I got to ask you. Uh, my my, in preparing for this to talk to you, I texted my brother and I said, "Hey, I, you know, look at this honor we're going to have today, John and I to talk to Mike Singletary. What question do you want to ask him?" And his his first question was a tongue in cheek, you know, the old dropping the pants in the locker room joke. So I won't let that one go. But I, I he did want me to ask you, um, what historically, which which offensive line was the toughest to, to deal with and buckle down on? Wow, um, <clears throat> I think one of the toughest offensive lines that uh, you talking about when I was playing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, um, one of the toughest offensive lines that that we faced, I, I would probably, you know, have to say Minnesota. Um, I thought yeah. Minnesota had a really tough discipline uh, offensive line. And uh, center. yeah, they were always McDaniel, I think. Yeah. Um, but, but they had some really good linemen. They really did. One thing about uh, whether it's coaching or or playing is leadership. And I, I just wonder, I, I really think 
speaking on behalf of all the Bear fans and all the Mike Singletary fans in Chicago who've been thrilled by all all that you've done for us. I just want to say, Mike, that I don't think you were well treated by the National Football League or by the teams that you coached for. Because after you left, you set them up to be great. San Francisco and Baltimore. I just think that you were a great coach and you were, unfortunately, part of being treated as great is having the right situation to play in. So you, you, to play in there or to coach in. And I don't think you got that as a, you got it as a player, but I don't think you got that as a coach. And I, and I'm really sorry for it because I really love to see you on the sideline exhibiting leadership that was, that's needed and in a world where leadership is too few, too, too scarce. Uh, it was much appreciated. Indeed. First of all, I, I thank you for that. And I, I am one to believe that all things happen for a reason. And, um, you know, I, I just think that like, um, you know, the, the, the song that, uh, I, I guess I was a dinosaur, uh, and, uh, you, you coach in a certain way that, that you, you learn. And I coach how I was coached and, um, it made me a better man and not just a better football player. And I think in today's time, um, you know, it is a different coach that, they're seeking. And I understand that, you know, it's, if that's the model that uh, the NFL is seeking and they, they've got to go with, you know, what, what makes money, what, what makes people watch the games. And um, so I, I understand that. Mike, before we let you go, I, I we got to ask you, cause you know, John, and I usually deal with politics and we've got a big election in, in the city coming up for mayor what 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 do you what would you be your advice you know elevator pitch to someone says you know Mike what do I look for in a leader? Um, the first word that that uh, I I would look for in in any leader is integrity. That 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 is the first word that that um, I, I'm always going to look for uh, integrity. And do, do you have the the ability to be trustworthy and, you know, you really care about the people and really understand uh, the issues that the people have and do everything that you can to deal with those issues. So integrity is the first thing. And then I would say the second thing would be courage. Um, once I, if I have the integrity to see those problems and, and begin to look at those problems and they become glaring. Do I have the courage to do the work to change it? That, that's, a, that's a very difficult uh, thing to, to be able to do because you're going to have a lot of people that say, hey, it's not going to happen. It's not going to change. Um, don't go down that road. But if you are a great leader, then you have the courage to begin to do the things that may be unpopular. So, uh, you know, integrity, courage, and the last thing I would say is just consistency. I, I am going to 
be consistent, you know, each and every day. Uh, I'm not going to be something one day and then another day I'm something else. And this is not going to be important to me today and not next week. You're pretty much going to know who I am each and every day. I'm going to be a person uh, of, of integrity and character. And I'm going to be someone who have the courage to do the things that needs to be done, say the things that need to be said. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, whatever I do, I'm, I'm just going to make sure that, that I, I, I finish and I'm, I'm consistent. You can always say, well, you know what? You pretty much know how Mike is going to respond to this, uh, because he's consistent. Who was yesterday is not going to change tomorrow. Same guy today. Well, well I guess we're going to have to have a beer on it. Uh, maybe in Arlington, in Arlington Heights. You, me, and Jeff raising a toast to the Arlington Heights Bears. <laughs> well, we'll see. But, Mike, it's been such an honor to have you. You're a legend. You know that. Um, people want to learn more about your foundation. It's changingourperspective.org. And the uh, the medical uh, devices and, and program we were talking about is uh, Pulse for Pulse, the number four, so Pulse, number four, Pulse.com. Uh, and you can learn a lot there. And, and Mike, it's been an honor and just, you know, keep on keeping on uh, keeping up the good fight. A true honor. Thanks, Mike. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. This is our review of barbecue in the Southern United States. And when my life is through, bury me in barbecue. Well, Jeff, what do you think of the legendary Hall of Famer Mike Singletary <laughs> talking about talking about leadership, about men's health, about men who've been ignored by the mm-hmm. healthcare system, <clears throat> about all that, pulse for pulse, everything. It's pretty. I don't know. I I just I'm glad that that it, we got a chance to talk to him. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, to to think that, and, and just obviously our short conversation, to think that that people were afraid of that guy. I mean, I know they were for the right reason, but it was such a, a considerate mind. It's it's quite in, uh, impressive to see somebody using their cachet, their you know personal brand to you know, not line their pockets in a, in a way just to be out there and helping people and and. Doing pay it forward, right? Pay it forward. That that idea that you were talking about earlier—it's it's you know it's, it's certainly heartening and, and makes me feel better about the the rest of the rest of my day for sure. Me too. And uh, he's just uh, he just did a great job. Absolutely, so Jeff Carlin. Have a good Super Bowl. I hope you have some good snacks. <laughs> Put some celery in there. That's right. Hummus and some celery. and You know what? It's Super Bowl. Eat what you want. Just be reasonable in your life. And have a great time, everybody. Yeah. Bye from me and Jeff. Go Bears. Arlington Heights Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Barbecue.